You're listening to Thunder Quack Podcast Network. It may look like an ordinary podcast, but this one's bigger on the inside, and it can travel anywhere in time and space. Pack your sonic screwdrivers and your jelly babies. Grab your hats, scarves, and tighten your bow ties. You're the companion now. So get ready to run with your hosts, Jason Hunt and Paul Gann. This is Talking Time Lord. Hey everybody and welcome back to another fantastic episode of Talking Time Lords. This is episode number 65. What's next? I am as always one of your hosts, Jason Hunt, and with me, my podcasting companion through time and space, we have Paul Gann. I think this series is going to be shinier than Nardo's head. <laughs> <laughs> Are we going to be going too shiny? about everything in this no, series. We're, we're so. probably going to be going, oh, look, an elephant. <laughs> <laughs> an elephant. I like elephants. I'll say it Space elephants. Why not? Hey, we have space rhinos. Right, right. <laughs> space elephants squeak. They talk like mice. <laughs> so, so, yeah. Hey, everybody. Uh, we are counting down the days now until Series 10 premieres on BBC and BBC America. As of this recording, we are just over a week away from yes. Series 10 premiering. It's so exciting to be able to say that. I'm so excited. I want to do the happy dance. <laughs> yes, happy dance, happy dance, happy dance. So we're going to be talking about a couple things here. It's not a not one of our episode reviews. We're going to be uh, reviewing the latest trailer, the official you know Series 10 trailer 2 for Doctor Who. Um, and then we'll be talking about some of the uh, news articles and things that are giving us preview into what series 10 is going to have for us. So if you are any way spoiler phobic, uh, warning, warning, warning. Spoilers. There will be <laughs> stuff about series 10 talked about here. So if that's not your thing, come back after you've seen the first episode and listen to this and see how crazy our theories and speculation might have been. Other than that, though, I hope you have a lot of fun with this episode. This episode is strictly speculations, theories, and discussion, 100%. So if you're not into that, you should be. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, you should. Um, all right. So I will be gone in Orlando uh, at Star Wars Celebration over the weekend that Series 10 airs. So um, 
our first review of, of Series 10 episodes may not... It may be a little wonky for our first couple of reviews while we try and figure out how we're going to record and all that stuff. It may not be released on the appropriate day, etc., etc., etc. So Yes. Um, so we're, we're working on that. We're trying to figure it out. I will probably end up watching it on my phone, on the BBC America app, uh, <laughs> while I am uh, on a layover on a flight back on Sunday, um, yes. is my guess. And speaking of BBC apps... Oh, that's right. I just downloaded... BritBox yesterday. Yes. <laughs> this is a big piece of news that we wanted to make sure we hit before we, yeah. we moved on. BritBox is a, a streaming service that collects old TV shows from BBC and ITV. And oh my goodness, they just added uh, the largest ever collection of classic Doctor Who streaming episodes Ever. Yes. I think it's more than they even had on Hulu, right? It is. I'm pretty sure it is. Um, yeah. Hulu had a lot, but I'm pretty sure there's some on there. In fact, I know there's some on BritBox that uh, Hulu didn't have because there are, there's, there's a handful <laughs> of storylines that I've never seen before on there. Nice. And there's actually one or two of them that we'll, we'll get to on our Master Story Reviews whenever we get back to that, which will probably be after Series 10 at this point. Yes. <laughs> that being said... Uh, yeah, get the get the BritBox app. Uh, you know, purchase the service or whatever. It's six ninety nine uh, U.S. dollars, yes. um, which is cheaper than Netflix or Hulu. So, uh, or you know, Amazon Prime, which is fantastic. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, uh, if you if you need some uh, some classic Doctor Who in your life, which you should, BritBox is the way to go. They they don't have everything yet, and they're talking about the fact that they're going to continue to add things. Right, and for missing episodes like that we don't have anything for uh they will be eventually putting up the audio tracks for those episodes so we can actually listen to it so it'd be almost kind of like a big finish presentation yeah, which would be sense. really cool so and right now they they do have the app available for mobile devices android iphone tablets things like that they have of course the website which you can watch it on your computer and they don't have it available for chromecast yet to be able to cast it from your mobile device to your television however they do have it available for Roku. So if you have Roku, which you can get for like 30 bucks at the store, you can literally play it straight from Roku on your big screen TV with absolutely no problem whatsoever. Yeah. So so that's a thing that you should definitely, definitely <laughs> go get because it's classic Doctor Who. Folks. Exactly. <laughs> and uh, we're really excited because we like going back and watching and reviewing classic Doctor Who episodes. Yes. And now it'll be a lot easier to do that. Yeah, we won't have to be like, you know, sharing videos with each other on Skype and all this kind of junk. You know, it'll it'll literally be we can watch it on our own devices without having to send one another, you know, DVDs and stuff. So yeah. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> Which we have done before. Yes. Also, it will allow the listeners to follow along with us in our viewing of these episodes. So they will actually get a chance to see what we're talking about as we go along exactly so that's a cool thing too exactly it'll be a lot easier for you to watch and see what it is we're talking about so if you've listened to our previously released episodes of you know classic doctor who stories um with our dalek episodes some of our master episodes or some of the random ones that we've thrown in there for special occasions and you kind of got the gist of what the episode was about with our our review but you want to go back yeah. and watch it now and then listen to us again yeah i highly recommend that yeah that's very so 
tell your friends. Yeah, and it, it gives a whole other layer of interactivity. It's so cool. Yeah, so you'll actually be able to see what it is we're talking about when we're like, but the special effects uh, inside Axos were just terrible. Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I would have rather watched Hot Sauce. Mm, a case of Hot Sauce <laughs> rather than the claws of Axos. Oh, man. Um, but enough about classic Doctor Who. We've got new, yes. new Doctor Who coming. <laughs> Let's go ahead and, and jump over here to the, the trailer that was just released a couple of days ago on the 3rd. So that's about four days ago as of the time we're recording this. So we're going to go ahead and watch that real quick. Then we'll talk about what we saw, what jumped out to us. And then we've got some uh, some links to some articles and stuff that will further our discussion and we'll wrap that up there. But <laughs> you know us, we'll probably babble on for a long, long time on this. So. Uh, without any further ado, I think we should <laughs> jump over to this trailer. You ready to do this, Paul? I am. All right. Well, let's do this in three, two, one, play. This is the gateway to everything that ever was or ever can be. That is a rope. It speaks emoji. Mars. 1814. So how do we stay out of trouble? This is naughty. Get ready. Holy crap. <laughs> I like what I'm seeing. Oh my god. I wouldn't gosh. have a clue as to why. <laughs> why, why. Why would that be? <laughs> oh, wow. I want to watch it again. <laughs> yeah, I, I know, right? Paul, I'm going to let you go first. What's the first thing that jumps out of this trailer for you? Classic Cyberman. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yes. We are getting the original Cyberman. Dude. Not just the classic Cyberman. We're getting the original Cyberman, yes. the Mondasian Cyberman. This is from the first Doctor episode. The 10th Planet, right? The 10th Planet, yes, which is the first ever introduction of the Cyberman. They're some of the more disturbing looking and uh, behaving Cybermen uh, because they're almost like uh, metal shells that yeah. still think they're human a little bit. Um, so they're, they're really kind of creepy. Um, although I think the costumes here are going to look a little bit better than they did. Uh, just a little bit better than they did. Well, they um, almost look like a metal mesh that goes over the, the body. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Uh, almost like a like a really really fine chainmail or something almost. Um, yeah, that's wild. Yeah, no, oh, it's, dude. <laughs> oh, I'm so excited to see. I I love the Cybermen. They're one of my favorite Doctor Who villains of all time. Um, and so I was disappointed when you guys voted to do the Master first <laughs> instead of our Cybermen episodes. So. Um, uh, I'm, I'm super excited to see the, the original Cybermen come back and I will, you know, obviously it's easy to go back and see them because of time travel and all that fun stuff, but I'm really curious to see how this works in and why we're getting them back in this form. Yeah. Oh man. Well, it almost gives you the impression that the doctor might be crossing his own timeline you know right. a little bit yeah and 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 another thing too that this i think this is really cool i like the fact that steven 
is not afraid to start incorporating classic elements like the original Cybermen into the show at this point because it literally gives you visual continuity for things that happened literally 50 years ago. Right. So you, you, you don't have this situation now where you feel this huge disconnect of what's happening now versus what happened in the classic series. Yeah. I think that's, I think that does so much to help with the continuity of the show. One thing to keep in mind, um, the Cybermen episode in the original series, uh, the original uh, run for the first Doctor, was the storyline where he regenerated. Right. So we do know the Doctor is regenerating this season. Um, of course, it's supposed to be in the Christmas special, but you wonder if these Cybermen might have something to do with what ends up happening to cause them to regenerate. Yeah, the question, kind of the speculation. Um, but yeah, no, just want to throw that out there for your intellectual appetite. <laughs> we'll get into that a little bit more in a minute. <laughs> right. One of the things I noticed is the fourth Dr. Sonic screwdriver. Yes. And the fact that Nardle has it. Yes. And it really, though, it, it, if you think about it, it makes sense. I mean, in the 50th anniversary special, uh, they talked about the fact that this was basically the same screwdriver with just a different case. But we continue to see the TARDIS creating new sonic screwdrivers. So it just makes sense that some of the classic ones would probably be in storage somewhere, just kind of collecting dust. Right. I, I love Nardole. I love the sonic screwdriver that the fourth doctor had. It's my favorite one because, of course, <laughs> I cosplay as the fourth doctor when I can. Um, so this makes me very happy and very nostalgic. So um, they've already won me over on that one. Paul, what's this another thing that's jumped out to you in this trailer? The Ice Warriors. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Okay. This... So I oh, got to mention this. I got to <laughs> mention this because we are seeing some some interesting things happening. I think... Peter Capaldi and Stephen Moffat sat down and got a wish list of all the villains that they wanted to show up in their, in their swan song season, because we're getting <laughs> the Daleks. We're getting Missy. And we'll talk about another master we might be seeing later. We're getting the Cybermen and we're getting the ice warriors. Now these are, uh, for those who don't remember, the ice warriors are the Martians yes. who were very prevalent in the second and third doctor runs back in the sixties and seventies. And then they disappeared for a long time until Matt Smith had one episode with them where they were trapped on a submarine. So uh, we are now seeing the return of the Ice Warriors again. And of course, there is an episode titled The Empress of Mars when you look up the uh, the episode title list uh, for Series 10, which is complete except for the final two episodes. We do not know the titles yeah. of the final two episodes. We'll speculate on that here in a minute. Yeah, right. <laughs> but yeah, what about the the, um, the Ice Warriors caught your attention other than the fact that they're there? Well, first of all, obviously, uh, when uh, the 11th Doctor encountered the Ice Warriors again, they kind of got a little bit of an upgrade. Uh, the, the armor and everything looked exactly the same as it did before, but we got to find out what they looked like inside of it. Right. So we, we found out that they're really not as human on the inside as what we originally thought they would be, or as humanoid, I should say. Exactly. So in this, it almost looks like we're getting to see that kind of taken to another level, because this almost looks like that it would be 
uh, some sort of a maybe a warlord or a uh, even a like a gladiator or something that or, would be kind of a specialized ice warrior. Yeah. You know? Or who knows? Perhaps it's the empress herself. Could be. That doesn't exactly look like a female to me, but that is highly possible. It looks more female than the other ice warriors. That's for sure. Yeah, I guess you could say that. She's she it whatever has got a slight predator look to her. Yeah, there looks like some dreadlocks or something almost. Yeah, there's a there's a slight predator vibe to this this ice warrior. So that's interesting. And I'm seeing right adjacent to the imagery that we're seeing of the ice warriors, uh, we're actually seeing some uh, kind of a four-legged alien creature with tentacle tongues coming out of its mouth. Um Mm -hmm. And I was kind of wondering if that might also be related to the Ice Warrior episode. Like maybe this is some type of an animal that they have that is related to their race. Uh, it's possible. I don't know. It's not a creature I'm familiar with. It's rather creepy looking. It doesn't. I don't see any eyes, and I see tentacle tongues coming out of its mouth. Uh, so yeah, yeah, it's kind of weird. <laughs> I'm going to agree with you on that one. Um, one of the weird things, there's a, a shot of something um, 16 seconds into this trailer where there's some sort of figure forming in a puddle of water or something. Yeah, that's creepy. Yeah, first of all, it's creepy. But to me, the figure has the slight appearance of Clara. I don't know if that's just me. You think so? I don't know. Something about the eyes, maybe a little bit. Huh. I could be totally off and totally wrong there, because uh, the hair doesn't look like it, but the um, eyes remind me of Clara. It literally looks like something is uh, forming out of water, like it's materializing out of water. It's becoming uh, a physical form. Yeah. Yeah. That's no, cre I, that's creepy. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, I, that is so creepy. I could be way off on what this is or who this might be looking like. But, I don't know, just remind me a little bit of Clara. What's something else that jumped out to you in this trailer? Um, here's one thing that I'm seeing. I'm seeing what appears to be monks at one point with the red outfits. Which, uh, whereabouts in the trailer are you? I see them in more than one place. What are you looking at right now? Okay, the first time you see it, it's at right around... 13, 12 to 13 seconds, maybe. Okay. When the hand comes through the wall. Right. There's there's that first image there that shows the monks. And then the next time that I saw them was at what looks like... 24? Yeah, around around 24. It looks... Well, but but I'm thinking that might be a different, a different animal, per se. Because those things look like they don't have faces. Could those be related to our, our Sandmen from, from last season? They could. I don't know. Oh. The uh, the eye booger men. <laughs> Those are wearing red robes. Yes. But they look a lot like the sand men from, from last series. Hmm. Yeah. Wow. And and we were supposed to get a follow-up episode, right? Uh, that's what Mark Gaddis was, was saying. So Yeah. So I'm thinking that that might be the sand the Sandman episode. And it kind of looks intriguing because Why are they now monks? Um yeah. Mm, weird. Of course, there's a bunch of different little things in this trailer. You know, uh, you know, obviously the robot that speaks emoji and all that fun stuff. <laughs> it still looks like fried eggs. <laughs> <laughs> but you think you found something. 
I think I might have found something. What, um, what did you think you find? Yeah, I'm looking at the imagery here in this trailer, and I think uh, at about three seconds in, three or four seconds in, I think we're possibly seeing the wheel in space. Okay, now for those of you who don't know, the wheel in space is... Uh, <laughs> this is one of the appearances of the Cybermen. Um, it's a yeah. second Doctor episode, which is largely missing. Uh, but it is also the storyline that introduces uh, the companion Zoe, um, which uh, is, is joins the, the second Doctor partway through his, his tenure there. And the wheel is a space station that gets invaded by the Cybermen. I don't remember a lot of the details about it because obviously only two episodes still exist out of a six episode arc. And uh, it's been a while since I've I've read the synopsis of that one, but that could be where we we find our Mondasian Cybermen. Yeah. I'm looking here at some of the imagery uh, from the classic series of the will in space. And there are very distinct similarities to what I'm seeing here. Uh, now, it does look like that this image in the in the uh, trailer would have been an upgraded version of it. Okay. Uh, where it looks like that things would have been added to it to make it more uh, technologically advanced and more uh, expanded upon. But the general shape of it is definitely very similar to the will in space from the original imagery that I'm seeing here. Um, yeah, I mean, there's a dome in the middle with an outer circle and, and, and arms that reach out to that outer circle. And I'm looking at this, and it's the same basic structure. It just looks like it's been added onto. Mm. So we, we, could be getting, we could be getting some uh, interesting Cybermen connections all over the place. Uh, <laughs> I like and it would be that. really neat if they made some type of a reference to someone who used to be there named Zoe. Yes. Unless, of course, we, we see Zoe. Hmm. hmm. She wouldn't remember. No, she wouldn't. <laughs> she wouldn't remember that at all. The original actress is now 69 years old. Yes. So she could reprise her role on the show as an older character and still be Zoe. She could. <laughs> she could. And it would make it's, more sense if you're looking at a upgraded version of the wheel in space and she yes. was still there. It would be very believable that that much time has gone by and it's just built upon itself. It's entirely possible. <laughs> it is entirely possible. Okay, um, I'm geeking out like really badly right now. <laughs> Oh my gosh, that's funny. Yeah, so it's entirely possible. We have no idea if any of the speculation has any actual merit to it, but that would be really cool if we got Zoe oh, returning wow. with the Cybermen at the Wheel in Space. Oh my gosh, because that would bring her it completely full circle for her because she started off in a Cyberman episode called the Wheel of Space, uh, the Wheel in Space, and oh my gosh, that would be crazy. It'd be so crazy. Okay, um, however, probably the biggest thing to come out of this trailer, and we've been sort of dodging around it all discussion here, um, is the last couple seconds, and that's the fact that it looks like Peter Capaldi is starting to regenerate. Yeah. 
And we're like, what? I thought that wasn't supposed to happen <laughs> until the Christmas special. Because they haven't <laughs> cast anybody. Yeah. Uh, what do you think is going on here? Honestly, I think there's a secret that we haven't been told about. Um, that's just my personal opinion. And I, honestly, I'm fine with that. Because I like the mystery of it. I like not knowing when it's going to happen. Uh, because it takes me back to my childhood. It takes me back to when... I literally sat and watched Tom Baker regenerate on the screen and lost my mind. You know, uh, yeah, because if you don't know when it's going to happen, it leaves you on the edge of your seat the entire time. If you know, okay, he's going to regenerate on the Christmas special, then you already expect it. You're going all season long going, well, he's not going to regenerate until the Christmas special. So, you know, he's going to get out of this one. Right. And so it, it literally leaves you with this sense of expectation that you don't get to have when you've been told about it ahead of time. I really would like to see this be a surprise, you know? Um, and the interesting thing about it is that would mean that the new doctor has already been cast. Uh, I, <laughs> while I think that sort of thing would be cool, I yeah. would like to see the doctor regenerate mid season just to throw everybody off because it's happened before. Yeah. Um, the first doctor regenerated a couple of, storylines into the fourth season of classic doctor who uh the fifth doctor regenerated into the sixth doctor uh one or two storylines before the end of the season right so it's happened before yeah i just don't want it to happen with peter I, want as <laughs> I just want as much peter as i can get oh don't get me wrong i love peter capelli uh, i uh, just i i like having the excitement of the unexpected right uh, it's just something something that i that i love to, to be able to sit on the edge of my seat and go, okay, is he going to make it through this one? Is he going to make it through this one? <laughs> you know, because, you know, it, it literally takes me back to my childhood, you know? Right. Right. <laughs> now, uh, now, of course, it could just be something where uh, he's being affected by some sort of radiation and he's healing himself. Right. You know, who knows? You know, I, I, well, we, we saw something with Davros last series where we saw some regenerative energy. Uh, so... It doesn't right. define that situation. Right. We, we've seen the doctor use regeneration energy before. You know, it's 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 not uh, something that is unheard of, not only with Peter, but with other uh, doctors. I think this could be a big red herring that they're throwing at us just to keep <laughs> us on the edge of our seats. Well, it's working. But then again, <laughs> they could be going, well, what do you think? Should we? <laughs> Shouldn't we? So... <laughs> I don't yeah, know. They get the internet feedback and then decide, you know, like last minute whether or not they're going to to do it or not. Oh, know? I don't, I don't think they. <laughs> they've already got it planned what they're going to do. Yeah. You know, there's no way um, <laughs> that they would do that. That being said, I, I think this is, uh, it's interesting. It's a little nerve wracking, uh, well, but I think I'm, I'm inclined to think it's going yeah. to be easily explained. <laughs> well, this could also have something to do with the reason why they haven't listed the names of the last two episodes of the series as well, because those right. two last episode names could actually give something away uh, that they don't want given away at this point. Right. Okay. Well, that was a good trailer. I like that trailer, uh, <laughs> but I think we should move on to It was some... exciting. Yes. <laughs> I think we should move on to some other things. Um, <laughs> let's go ahead and uh, let's talk about the fact that we've got a little synopsis for the first episode of the season. Uh, the first episode is, of course, titled The Pilot. Yes. 
and we've got a synopsis for it. The official synopsis for episode one of series 10 is as follows. Two worlds collide when the doctor meets Bill. A chance encounter with a girl with a star in her eye leads to a terrifying chase across time and space. Bill's mind is open to a universe that's bigger and more exciting than she could possibly have imagined. But who is the doctor? And what is his secret mission with Nardole on Earth? Dun-dun-dun! <laughs> so, yeah, uh, I think this is cool. Uh, the article goes on to talk about <laughs> that the Daleks are supposed to be the main antagonist in that first episode, although it's not mentioned in the synopsis at all. <laughs> so, that would be interesting. What do you think? Are you... You excited for this episode? Well, the 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 only thing that I would say about that uh, critically, I think, would be the first episode of last series involved the Daleks. So true. Uh, but other than that, you know, I'm a Dalek fan. You know that I enjoy just about every story arc that they've been in, at least to some extent. Right. Um, but that being said, though, uh, we're looking at another possibility uh in this scenario and that possibility uh, is possibly the return of the movillains mm. <laughs> yes yes um we're getting another classic <laughs> doctor who villain uh in addition to uh the daleks the cybermen the ice warriors and, of course, the Master slash Missy. <laughs> We're also getting a classic Doctor Who villain known as the Movellans, who appeared in one uh, storyline called The Destiny of the Daleks. Yes. And that was a fourth Doctor storyline. With Davros. And they are a race <laughs> of androids. Yes. Of, of highly technologically advanced androids who were in basically a Cold War with the Daleks. Yeah. At, at, um, at one point, they were at a literal standoff. Yes. <laughs> yes. And... <laughs> And, and and the whole story of that episode is each of them trying to get something to tip the scales in their favor to end the standoff. And But I won't tell you how they're doing that because I want you to go back and watch the episode. And listen to our episode review. Well, you know, if you want to. I highly recommend it. <laughs> but yeah, that being said, uh, we're going to get the Movellans. And how do we know we're getting the Movellans? Well, there was this little image that was released uh, that gave us some clues to uh, series 10. Yeah, 13 clues to series 10. Um, and clue number 8 just happens to be a Movellan gun. Yes. Um, <laughs> now, now for those of you who are wondering what, what, what are you talking about, there is an image that was released that has 13 different items in it. And they're uh, with the Doctor and Bill... Um, in sort of a warehouse-looking thing or a section of the studio. It's got a bunch of different props and things on it. So go ahead and check it out. It's a Radio Times article that has this. The items, as identified by the article in order, are number one, uh, dynamite and a big red presidential button. Number two, a forbidden number, which is 507. I don't remember know why that's a forbidden number, but 507 is a forbidden number. A copy of Northanger Abbey, which is a book, uh, is Bill an Austin fan? That's Jane Austen. <laughs> Number four, a masterful example of a milliner's craft. That's a hat with a feather on it. Number five, just the right helmet for an airtight situation. And that's <laughs> a uh, a scuba helmet of sorts, which I think we've seen that in the new trailer. We saw Bill wearing it. Mm -hmm. A bill of fare, or should that be fair? 
uh, fair initially being spelled F-A-R-E, and then, or should that be <laughs> fair as an F-A-I-R? Um, that's number six. There's that. So that's a poster talking about Frost, the Frost Fair, uh, which is probably what happens on the Frozen Thames uh, that we've talked about and seen. Uh, the perfect thing for tuning into special vibrations. Uh, and that's a little thing that the doctor's holding. What do you, And that's a tuning fork. Mm-hmm. Doctor's got a tuning fork in his hand. Uh, number eight, retro weaponry for a disco era returning foe. That's the Mavellans um, and their blaster. Number nine, a snoozing emoji. But is there anything to smile about? Obviously uh, referencing the uh, emoji robots that we're going to get uh, in this season. Number ten, steampunk chic or bygone tech. Uh, and that is some sort of helmet apparatus that I have no idea <laughs> what it might mean. Uh, anyway, clue number 11, Roman artifacts or something more. Number 12 says the shape of surroundings. Um, and that's a triangle that is drawn onto a TARDIS door. And then number 13, bonus clues, set a course. And we've got some numbers also drawn on the TARDIS for... Point three six seven ly and I'm guessing that's a course heading of some sort, but I don't know what that is. I, so, I clicked on number 13 uh, link. This is what it says. Scientists believe it would take approximately 4,367 light years to reach Alpha Centauri, the closest star system to our own solar system. And the Doctor has met some of the natives before in classic <laughs> series episodes, The Curse of Peladon. <laughs> And the monster of Peladon. On Peladon, the doctor met Alpha Centauri, a hermaphrodite hexapod. Try saying that over and over and over. Uh, who served as his people's ambassador to the Galactic Federation. Yes, I do remember Alpha Centauri. She, she, he was an interesting character. They called it a he, but she sounded like a she. And... <laughs> Yes. A hermaphrodite uh, hexapod. That is yes. so interesting. And this image that I'm looking at below that uh, has a question here that says Alpha Centauri or one of its f- fellow Alpha Centaurians in Series 10. And there's an underwater image with a giant eyeball. Oh. Yeah. In from, from one of series, the Series 10 clips. Yes. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, the Alpha Centaurian <laughs> oh, yeah. people... Is ba- you know their head is basically a giant globe with a giant eye on it. Yeah, there's no actual mouth or anything. It's but now the 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 interesting thing about that is that Alpha Centauri was actually in episodes with the Ice Warriors. Yep. So. <laughs> yep. With the Third Doctor. So yeah. So uh, there's also a link to this <laughs> on uh, RadioTimes.com where you, you can delve deeper into some of the mysteries of these clues. We don't have time to go into all of them, but uh, I just thought that was a lot of fun. So is there any other ones of these in particular that you want to hit before we move on? Not particularly. Let's let's go on to the next subject. Let's do that. Uh, Let's go ahead and talk about the fact, uh, what we know about uh, Bill. Okay. And the fact there there was a huge rumor going around last week that she was only going to be in one season Period. One. This was going to be her one and only outing as right. a Doctor right. Who companion. Uh, she was going to be done by the Christmas special. We're going to have to kill her off, write her out, something. Basically, another Martha or Donna. Exactly. A lot of David Tennant's 
companions were only one and done season. Anyway, that being said, the BBC finally responded to reports that, you know, brand new Doctor Who companion Pearl Mackie will last only one series, stating that no casting decisions have been made following this year's series 10, which uh, of course would make sense because they probably want to see how she does right. uh, in order to determine whether or not they want to keep her on or start over with someone new. If she's popular and successful right. and viewers really enjoy her, which early reports indicate that that might be the case uh, from some people, people are seen... saying she's a breath of fresh air. So, yes, you know, we we could see her continue on. We just don't know. Nobody knows. Right. Um, and, and at this point, I, I doubt even the higher ups at BBC know for certain. They probably have a good idea what they want to do, but they're hedging their bets and holding off until they have a little bit more information from uh, from this season. Uh, my guess is uh, until they, they make their their ultimate decision. Well, it would be nice to see at least one of the Doctor's companions carry over into the next incarnation. Exactly. Um, and I am severely doubtful that Nardole is going to stick past the 12th Doctor. I think Nardole, as, I know as much as we love Nardole, I don't see him transitioning to a, a different Doctor. I think he's uh, almost attached at the hip with the 12th Doctor here. Yeah, I'm kind of feeling the same thing. Um, and, and there's been rumors that indicate that there might be a specific secret reason why Nardole is back for this series. You know, uh -huh, um, uh -huh. they're, they're being pretty close lipped about that, but that is one of the rumors that's going around is that there's a specific reason why he's back. Yeah. Uh, according to Matt Lucas, uh, he says, I've noticed some people still asking, why is the character there? Or they might just be saying, why is Matt Lucas there? He told the crowd at a special Doctor Who screening, uh, Series 10 screening on Tuesday night. But why is the character there? Uh, and there is a very definite reason for why Nardole is there. He's, I'm not going to say anything else because I'm not fast enough to run away from that man. Uh, he concluded <laughs> gesturing towards uh, showrunner Stephen Moffat. Nice. <laughs> so, uh, but then he, he continues saying, but there's a very definite reason. And we do see different sides to him as the series go on, goes on. He does evolve throughout the series and he does become a bit less broad most of the time um <laughs> so so there's a, a a very specific reason as to why we've right. got nardole back and hanging around the doctor um we just don't know what that is yet and i like the fact that he indicated that the character is going to evolve and grow uh, over the the course of the series because we've already seen that happen somewhat already in the christmas special um, right so yeah i i think it's going to be really interesting to see the direction that they take before this series is over yeah i i agree oh the clip that we got to see of the the doctor talking to bill uh where he asks her why do you keep coming to my lectures uh and she says because i mm. like them everybody likes them they're amazing in that clip there is a photograph of someone that we've seen before Yes, yes. Um, the doctor makes a somewhat subtle reference to the first companion. Uh, he says, you know, why, why do you keep coming to my lectures? Because I like them. Everybody likes them. They're amazing. Uh, she replies, we're asking him a, a question of her own. Why me? Why you what? Responds the doctor. And I'm reading this off of another Radio Times article. Um, but as they face each other across his desk, you can't help but get the feeling that he's conducting an interview and that the vacancy yeah. in question is the TARDIS. Um, it's hard <laughs> to make out the rest of the dialogue, which is mostly obscured by the BBC News voiceover, but one part is clear. Well, it's not just you, says the doctor at the precise moment that he takes a meaningful glance at an old photograph on yes. his desk. 
Fans of Classic Who will recognize the person in that picture frame instantly. It's the first Doctor's original companion, his granddaughter Susan, played by Carol Ann Ford. Right. Um, and if the Doctor is really comparing Bill to her, that is high praise indeed. So this is a, um, a, a clip that I believe is airing on BBC. Um, I don't know if it's airing on BBC America. I'm not sure. I only turn on BBC America when Doctor Who's on. <laughs> so I have not actually seen this clip, but I've seen the image of Susan's picture on his desk. Um, so I, and he's talked about having Carol Ann Ford come back as Susan before. So uh, the fact that they're able to work Susan in in a small way for Peter, um, I think is a, is a nice little touch. Well, this would be his last opportunity to get her back on the show. Um, if he's going to make that happen, because he specifically said that while he was the doctor, he would like to make that happen. He would like to have her character uh, come back as an older character at some point. Yeah. Yeah, he, he did. One of the other things that we've heard about, we've heard about and, and, and been told is that Bill is going to be one of the first companions to really uh, acknowledge and recognize the various sci-fi tropes that are going to be going on on these adventures and that the doctor <laughs> is going to be completely oblivious to them. She'll probably, probably be making all of our star Wars references for us. Paul. Right. Um, and the doctor will have never seen star Wars. You know? she'll, she'll probably be making quips like live long and prosper and things of that nature. And he won't catch any of it. Yeah. Right. <laughs> oh man. That would uh, be so funny. I, I think that's, I think that's great. <laughs> I, we're finally going to have someone in the show say, <laughs> This is really like a movie. <laughs> or, or I have a bad feeling about this. Right, exactly. <laughs> I've got a bad feeling about this. <laughs> what, are we going to meet Darth Vader? You know. <laughs> Who? Darth Vader. <laughs> Star Wars. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Just imagining something. And sorry for the terrible accents. It's, it's kind of interesting that the first doctor we get to see that the first doctor is a bit of a pop culture guy because he knows who the beatles are etc you know but as he progresses through his further incarnations it's almost as if he loses touch with that type of pop culture uh, stuff you know and right so it, he would literally could be believed to not know who any of these characters in these movies and, and things are Oh, I'm sure. Uh, the Doctor has no time to watch a movie. He'll read a book. He'll listen to music. But he's got no time to watch TV or movies. You know, why, why would the Doctor do that? I honestly think that's, that's probably the case. Um, however, there's one big, huge piece yeah. of news that I want to talk about. I want to end on. Uh, is there anything else that you wanted to, to discuss before we get to that? No, I, I think I'm good, actually. Yeah. Okay. Uh, real quick, I just want to give you a, a rundown of the episode titles uh, that we've had so far. Um, and yes, I, I'm teasing this out. I'm dangling the ultimate <laughs> amazing awesome news um, for you. Uh, episode <laughs> one is going to be called The Pilot, uh, which we know is the, the episode where uh, Bill and the Doctor meet and is more than likely supposed to have the, the Daleks in it as the antagonist. Uh, Smile is the episode, I believe, where we're supposed to see the emoji uh, robots, which is episode two. Episode three is titled Thin Ice, and I believe this is the one that they've said uh, takes place on the, the Frost Fair on the Frozen Thames River. Uh, episode four is titled Knock Knock, which I have no idea what that might be. Um, episode five is entitled Oxygen. 
Episode 6 is titled Extremists. Episode 7, The Pyramid at the End of the World, which we saw a pyramid very briefly at the beginning of this trailer we talked about um, today. Uh, Episode 8, The Lie of the Land. Lie spelled L-I-E, as in not truth. Um, (laughs) Episode 9 is The Empress of Mars, which we can assume will be the Ice Warriors episode. Episode 10 is called The Eaters of Light. Um, and that's the one that's written by uh, Rona Monroe, who is a returning uh, writer from the classic series. She wrote Survival, which was the final episode of the classic series. Um, and then we've got Rachel Talalay and Stephen Moffat teaming up again as director and writer for the last two episodes, episode 11 and 12, for the finale. And we, we don't know anything about those, as far as I can tell. Any thoughts on any of these titles? Paul, before we we move on? Well, I'm looking at episode seven, and the the title of episode seven is uh, The Pyramid at the End of the World. Okay. And I don't recall having uh, an episode, at least for a really, really long time, that had anything at all to do with pyramids since Pyramids of Mars. Okay. So I'm kind of wondering if that might have some type of loose tie-in to pyramids of mars i would love that because that is one of my all-time <laughs> favorite classic doctor who episodes ever right I love the fourth doctor and sarah jane smith <laughs> that being said we did get some brief clips in this latest trailer that i'm starting to piece together and i and mm-hmm. i closed the trailer out so i can't tell you exactly where they're at at the moment um but there's of course the the initial you know sort of establishing shot of a pyramid towards the beginning of the trailer there's also the doctor in a stone chamber of sorts where the door or, or the wall is opening along some of the seams in the, right. the bricks um, to some sort of portal. That's and about that, two and a half to three seconds in. Yeah. And then there's that monster with the tentacle tongues that you were talking about earlier. And right. I saw in the background that same portal. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, so I, I think that monster is going to be there. I just saw something Um, going back through the footage on this uh, trailer. I see a glimpse of what looks to be something similar to a Roman soldier being grabbed by what looks like tentacle tongues and being pulled behind um, a surface that looks like it possibly might have be stone or some type of archaeological type scenario. Uh, <laughs> are we are we seeing a lot of clips from the pyramid at the end of the world in this trailer? Maybe. Possibly, <laughs> it's entirely possible. That being yeah. said, we have no idea what's actually happening in it. Um, <laughs> so uh, that, but yes, um, I'm I'm excited. I, I can't wait to to see what we have in store. And of course, you know, we're going to be sitting here waiting for them to release the titles of episodes right. <laughs> 11 and 12 so we can get some sort of right. idea what might be coming down the pipe. Um, all right, <laughs> so we've got one other big major announcement that dropped yesterday um, that I think is going to be amazing. The headline, John Sim is returning to Doctor Who as the Master, and he'll be facing off with Michelle Gomez's Missy. Oh, dude. <laughs> what? Wow. <laughs> Okay, so we've had wow. a lot of episodes where the Doctor has met himself. 
we've had several episodes where the Doctor has, has you know, encountered um, different incarnations of himself. Uh, right. The three Doctors, the five Doctors, uh, the two Doctors, uh, of course, you know, the 50th anniversary special. Um, it's not something that the Doctor is uh, unfamiliar with. But we have never seen <laughs> more than one version of the Master on screen at any one time. Right. And we're finally doing it. We're finally <laughs> doing it. Of course, see, now um, this also poses another question as well. It poses the question, does Missy actually come before or after John Sims' master? Well, let's read the rest of this article here and let's see what, what it says. Uh, John Sim is returning to BBC and sci-fi series Doctor Who as the Master. It has been confirmed. The actor last played the evil Time Lord in the 2009-2010 special The End of Time opposite David Tennant's Doctor before regenerating off-screen into Michelle Gomez's new incarnation, Missy. I confirm that it's true. I can confirm that it's true. Thanks to the power of time travel, I'm back. Sim said, it's always a pleasure to work with this great team of people, and I can't wait to, for you all to see what the Master gets up to in the next series. Uh, Stephen Moffat, writer and executive producer, added, nothing stays secret for long on Doctor Who, but you'll have to wait a little bit longer to see exactly what the Master is up to and how he makes his return to face the Doctor. It's been a huge pleasure to have fan favorites John Sim and Michelle Gomez face-to-face -face in the same role. It's not often you get to see a solo personality clash. <laughs> I think this is our finale. You think? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I think it's going to be a two-parter. <laughs> yes. I I think so, too. I think um, that would be amazing. You know what else would be interesting to see, right? What would else be interesting? It would be interesting to see John Sims' master take out Missy and have her regenerate at the end of the story. <laughs> What would be even crazier is if they took out each other and, well, we, and we saw John Sim regenerate into Missy and Missy regenerate into somebody else. That would be weird. That would be so weird. <laughs> that would be weird. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it would. Um, oh, wow. You just made my brain blow up. <laughs> okay. Um, so, of course, now there's a bunch, a couple of other articles on uh, Radio Times uh, talking about this. Um, you know, and they're asking, you know, will this be a quick regeneration or a team up with Missy mid-series or part of a blockbuster finale? We delve deep into the surprise return of the evil Time Lord, blah, 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 you know, all that fun stuff. So, um, you know, it, it's really interesting to see how they're going to do this. I, again, I, I'm... I'm pretty sure i would i would bet money that this is going to be the finale and i'm going to bet money that that this isn't going to be just a simple oh we're going to see him and he's going to regenerate into uh missy um no if, if we're going to get john sim and michelle gomez face to face it's going to be because they're going to have a face off it's a showdown there is however a theory that some fans have suggested uh that could throw a big wrench into all of this. Some fans have suggested Sim's return means Missy isn't the master after all and is in fact fellow Time Lord baddie the Ronnie. <laughs> but unless Moffat's comments about the actors playing the same role is a huge bluff to hide a massive and unnecessary rewrite of the series, we'd say the truth is far simpler and a staple of Doctor Who. Time travel. So... <laughs> 
As so, much as I would like to see Sim reprise the role on a regular basis, I don't think it's going to happen. No, not on a regular basis. We're going to see him back here as the master. It's going to be a big to-do. Um, well, now, there there is another alternative, too, oh? that I just happened to think about. Oh? What if something happens and Missy regenerates into Derek Jacoby, <laughs> who then becomes... John Sim, who then gets to reprise his role as the master in an upcoming series. Oh, God. Think about them apples. Now you're making my brain hurt. <laughs> but is that not something that Stephen Moffat would write? Maybe. <laughs> oh, because man. There's, there's no rule that says that Missy has to come after John Sim. That's true. <laughs> However, the likelihood that she comes right after John Sim is high. Um, an interesting bit to note is that, uh, you know, perhaps the, the, you know, John Sim returning is a surprise that Hoopians should have seen coming. With the help of time travel slash looking at old YouTube videos, uh, you can see that showrunner Stephen Moffat teased Sim's return way back in November of 2015. Uh, when asked about regenerating the master into Michelle Gomez's Missy at that year's Doctor Who festival, Moffat said that although the character had changed, there's no guarantee you don't see John Sim again. He went on to speculate there could be a, a multi-master storyline with several evil Time Lords appearing at once. Uh, the Doctor experiences the universe out of <laughs> sequence. It doesn't mean you can't have John Sim back as the master. John Sim meets Michelle Gomez. Oh, dear Lord, the children, he said. Um... <laughs> who writer Mark Gaddis, who was also on the panel, picked up on the idea. The three masters! Uh, Jeffrey Beavers, he exclaimed, referring to the third actor to have played the master in 1981 Doctor Who serial The Keeper of Traken. So not only does this clip tell us Sim's return was always in the back of Moffat's mind, but it also suggests that the master could team up with Missy and perhaps even more regenerations of the Doctor's foe. Good luck, Doc. You're going to need it. Is how the article finishes. You know, this really makes me wish that we could see Delgado come back. Oh, I know. <laughs> or someone, uh, you know, in the guise of Delgado as right? the as our first master. I just, oh my gosh. And I thought you know we're going to have to do another casting episode at some point and and cast different people as the master, right? Oh, of course. Yeah, I mean, it's going to happen. Uh, oh man. If they if they start the master regenerating at the end of the episode, uh, but they oh. don't show us who the master becomes, we'll like finish the season with one of those. Like, hey, who should the master be? Um, right before we continue our master episodes. Exactly. You know, <laughs> what we do. Um, <laughs> oh man! So this is this is shaping up to be a wild season, and I'm I cannot really wait. excited. This this could be. The best series, series of Doctor Who since it was revamped in 2005. I'm not, <laughs> and that is not hyperbole. I seriously have good hopes about this this season. I've got seriously high expectations, and I think what we're gonna get from what we the little we've been told and what little we we've been hearing sounds absolutely amazing. So well, we're also seeing a scenario where Stephen is looking at this as being his last opportunity to really pay homage to the classic series. Yeah. And so this is going to be the series where classic Who fans really get their day. You know, it's it's going to be one of those things where new fans can enjoy it as well, but the classic Who fans are really going to be able to look at this and go, they get it. You right. Know? 
Right. So it's going to be a field day for me. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm so excited. I am so flipping excited about all that. And, and of course, you know, as, as has been stated, uh, Peter Capaldi is a huge fan of the show anyways. And so his growing up is from watching the classic episodes. And like I said, I think Stephen Moffat and Peter Capaldi sat down at a table uh, with a bunch of napkins, uh, you know, over dinner and sketched out all the different monsters they wanted to throw into this season. Um and made a wish list just to see what they could squeeze in here. Um, and I'm okay with that. I'm totally okay with that. Well, something that we're seeing here specifically too, though, is we're seeing callbacks specifically to the first four doctors, you know, and Peter has said that those are the four doctors that he grew up with. You know, he right. grew up with one through four and after four, he kind of, he said, unfortunately, got into other things like rock and roll. So, <laughs> you know, uh, so but if you think about that, you know, we're seeing all these callbacks to the first four doctors. Mm -hmm. And even in the way that he pays homage to the classic series in his portrayal of the doctor is by all the little tiny pieces of, of ways that he incorporates the first four doctors into his performance very, very subtly while at the same time keeping it 100% original to who he is. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's my favorite. He's my favorite of the new who <laughs> doctors. And, and I'm going to be very sad to see him go at the end of the year, but it sounds like we're going to get the best we've had from him this season. <laughs> and I'm, I'm super excited. Um, and I can't say I'm going to be disappointed that I'm not going to be able to watch this live on Saturday because I'll be at star Wars celebration. Uh, but uh, it will be a great way to pass the time as I'm traveling back from Orlando to Tucson. And <laughs> I, I will definitely be all over uh, this, this premiere episode. Then. So, you know what else this, this almost feels like what it almost feels like Steven's little poke at Chibnall is saying, okay, follow this one up, punk. <laughs> so I'm going to throw everything and the kitchen sink into this season. See what you can do after that. <laughs> All good natured, I'm yeah. sure. Reinvent um, this. <laughs> oh, All right. Uh, oh. Anything else from any of these these news <laughs> articles? Anything else from the trailer that you want to get out there before we start uh, winding this down? I just really want to watch it. I really, really want to watch it. No, we've got less. <laughs> oh, we got you know, as the time of this recording, we've got just over a week. By the time this episode hits, we'll be just days, days away from <laughs> series ten uh, hitting the airwaves. I cannot, cannot wait. Oh my gosh! Well, I mean, I thought I was excited before, but after having seen all of these clips and and the trailers and these photos and everything, I am beside myself with excitement. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. I, I'm definitely gearing back up into Uber Who mood, and I, I cannot wait. Oh my gosh! My my geeky heart may not be able to survive the weekend. Um, Both of them. Right. <laughs> I will be able to see the new Star Wars trailer at the convention. I will be able to watch the premiere of the next season of Doctor Who all in one weekend. I don't know if I'm going to be able to take this. I was referring to both of your hearts, but anyway. Well, I know. I know you were. And I'm kind of just letting it sit there. Um, all right. Well, we want to know what you're excited about. Uh, we've thrown a lot of 
crap out there this episode. There's a ton <laughs> of stuff uh, that, that looks like it's coming and we're excited about. Uh, we want to know what you're looking forward to. <laughs> we want to know how much of this stuff we're throwing against the wall is actually going to stick. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, so if you want to let us know, we would greatly appreciate that. Do that on our social media, facebook.com slash Talking Time Lords, at Talking Time Lord on Twitter. You can always email us at TalkingTimeLords.com. Um, of course, links to all of our social media, previously released episodes, um, and our Patreon page and Talking Time Lords store can all be found on our website, TalkingTimeLords.com. Uh, we are working on a special Talking Time Lords patron reward tier for the Thunderquack Patreon account. So when we have more information on that, how we're going to release that, uh, we'll be letting you guys know. Uh, so you can get some special input into our show specifically from that. Um, we're going to try and get that a little bit more personal with you and us. So uh, we're working on that. We've just got to finalize a few things. Um, you'll probably see it on social media before we're able to talk about it on the air. Uh, that being said, keep an eye out for that if you are uh, interested in supporting us at all. Uh, we would greatly appreciate that. Um, and don't forget to grab your Talking Time Lords t-shirt because they are really cool. Yes, they are. Leave us a rating and review on iTunes, TuneIn, Stitcher, or anywhere else you find our lovely little podcast. Um, I did see, we did get a, a uh, review just earlier this week. I haven't had a chance to pull it up yet, but uh, thank you. I haven't seen that. Uh, that's probably because <laughs> I opened it and it's not showing, uh, and it's showing as, as red in the email now. Um, so we, uh, we got that uh, yesterday or today. I don't remember which. So thank you for that. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll read that on the show here next episode, probably. Along with all of the others that came before it. Right, that we haven't had a chance to read yet. <laughs> so, because we forgot to bring them pull them up um here that <laughs> we apologize Eddie, for that <laughs> yes we apologize for that we, we just had a lot to talk about this this episode and not a lot of time to do it anything else paul dude i'm just so excited that i literally want to dance and that's about as the best thing i can say at this point <laughs> <laughs> yeah um this is this series is gonna rock <laughs> i can't wait I don't yeah. have anything else to say, so I think we'll just wrap up the episode there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Thank you, everybody, for listening to this episode of Talking Time Lords. This has been episode number 65, What's Next? Uh, for Paul, I'm Jason, and remember, until next time... May you hope far-flung hopes and dream impossible dreams. Thanks, everybody. Talking Time Lords is a proud member of the Thunderquack Podcast Network. Visit thunderquack.com to see their entire catalog of podcasts. Or visit patreon.com slash thunderquack to help support the shows.
when you sent me the link to tell me about the BritBox uh, release for Doctor Who, the classic series, uh-huh. I literally started making unintelligible noises of joy. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, my, I was sitting over there and I was going, and my wife was like, what are you doing? And I just kept, and she says, what is wrong with you? And I said, they finally did it. They finally did it. They're coming back out with classic Doctor Who. And she says, excited much? <laughs> I literally looked like a two-year-old kid about to wet my pants. I was that excited. You know, it was, it was, it was a joyous thing to watch, I think, you know. That's funny. <laughs> I wish I could have been there for that. 